0: Hey everybody, how you doing? It is a melancholy. Sports Frenzy 2.0 here. I am the maestro Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador Dave Height. We lost one of our all-time favorites this week in the world of coaching, in the world of sound bites, (laughs) as we pay tribute to Coach Mike Leach, inventor of
1: the air raid offense.
0: Ah, and, of course, we'll have, we'll have much more to talk about when it comes to Mike Leach later on when we get to college football.
1: Yeah, but we had to pay tribute to a guy who became one of our favorites to follow over the last 10 or 12 years. Hell, longer than that. Gundy,
0: him and Mike Gundy were the two we would always go to for the best, the best sound bites ever. Yep. So whether it was fat little girlfriends or, or Gundy, the mullet talking about, I'm, I'm a, man, a man. I'm forty.
1: Ah, uh, so thoughts and prayers to the Leach family and friends.
0: He will be greatly missed. Yep, and he, the sad thing is, 61. and again, we're going to talk more about it later. But the sad thing is, just what within the week before he died. One of his kids went into the transfer portal and started talking nasty stuff about him. Yeah. It's just, come on. Uh, I know he didn't seem like he was the greatest guy in the world. We He's know so prickly.
1: he had issues as a coach, which is why he was kind of run out of Texas Tech.
0: And then went up the the Northwest. Yep, to Washington State. Yep. But again, we'll talk more. We got to give him his full and proper due, so... Segment two, when we get to college football, we will talk more about the great Mike Leach. But, of course, this time of year, it's all about the NFL first and foremost. We've got to recap week 14, and we've got to talk about our picks for week 15. It's crunch yep. time. Getting down to the wire, kids. Yep. We're seeing, seeing some surprising teams making last-minute pushes. The Detroit Lions... Yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: And then had, teams starting to find some rough, rough patches like the Dolphins.
0: Yeah. Not looking too good right now. Yeah, Tua, um, Sunday night, losing to the Chargers, 23-17, to and he did not look good. And that's two games in a row. Yeah, that he has looked pretty brutal. Yeah, so... I still think the Dolphins are a lock for the playoffs, um, although they're going to they're, they, jumping still ahead to our picks. But they're they still got a, a wild a card. Very, very, very tough game in the cold and the snow coming up this Saturday night in Buffalo. Yeah, it's not a good situation. Nope. But of course, uh, arguably <clears> the <throat> biggest news of the week is early on Monday night football. Kyler Murray has one of those freak. Tries to knee make a injuries. cut
1: and tears his ACL. And no, it's not artificial turf. It is grass, the same type they use at Soldier Field. This is the type of grass everybody was saying that should be put in. So, devastating non contact injuries do take place other places other than East Rutherford, New Jersey.
0: Yeah, because Glendale is known for having those trays where they move them out. Yeah, to so get, the, get sun, the sun, to water them, right. to keep everything fresh. Right. It just happens. It happens. Yeah. I don't know why. It seems like it's something that happens more and more often as the athletes get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, and so now... The Cardinals are in a massive conundrum here because you're probably not going to have Kyler Murray for 2023. No. Let alone the end of 2022. So what are you going to do? I don't know what his contract looks like. I know he just signed that massive extension. If you pay him through 2023 and you, if they're right now, they are in tankathon, they could conceivably get a top five pick and, and get one of those young they, quarterbacks if out If they there. wanted to draft Bryce Young, if he's still out there, um, I think C.J. Stroud will be gone. But There's a couple of options for him out there. And now it's Colt McCoy auditioning. That was a year, not a good audition. For a one-year, yeah, for a one I can't see Jimmy G. Jimmy G's going to want longer than the one a one-year deal. Yeah. So I don't think they can start. Dreaming and pining about, you know, a Jimmy G type quarterback, maybe a Baker Mayfield. But again, Baker's in a pretty good spot. He's in right a pretty now. good spot with the Rams if he plays well. And that's the thing. The week started off with the dramatics on Thursday night of Baker Mayfield coming back. Was it 98 yards on yeah, the final and that drive? Final
1: drive to win it for a guy who got into town, what?
0: less than 48 hours before kickoff. And have you seen the stories about the fact that he had bought a plane ticket to go to L.A. even before they called him and asked him to come out? Yeah, I heard that. That's kind of freaky. That's kind of wild. Maybe he got an early inclination? And I'm telling you, there is a part of me. Yes, it was just the Raiders. We know how the Raiders love to blow double-digit leads. But... There's part of me that's kind of rooting for him. The way he got railroaded in
1: Cleveland. Yep. And then never really got a decent shot in
0: Carolina. Right. Right. So he's got the rest of the year here to prove himself with the Rams, with Sean McVay we've always said environment and coaching means a lot if, yep. uh, if a, a player lands in the wrong spot when it comes to the coach forget it or the it's organization yeah i mean whoever houston drafts next year i'm telling you right now 75 percent chance that kid's career is going to end in misery yeah it's team, not a good landing spot that team is not set up anytime soon for success
1: no And again, you look at the Bears when they drafted Trubisky. You had numbnuts running the offense, and he would not tailor his plays to the strengths of the quarterback. He tried to make the quarterback do everything in the playbook, and you can't do that, especially somebody with a limited starting role.
0: Who was that? I know that was John Fox was the head coach. Yeah, but who was the OC? I cannot remember. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember. Don't don't beat yourself up about it. It We are not on mission here, people. No, we're close. And then you had the other train
1: wreck of a coach come in.
0: Yeah. So, but obviously, Trubisky isn't helping himself or doing himself any favors after what happened last week. He got another golden opportunity. And he when failed Kenny Pickett epically. got knocked out early in that game against Carolina and throws three picks and puts Carolina back on the map. Now yeah. they, in that miserable NFC South, are one game out of the lead. Yeah. Oh, God. It's crazy, isn't and it? And that's, that's all on the Buccaneers. That for shame on Todd Bowles, for shame on him not being able to motivate these players, even the GOAT embarrassed the goat looked
1: irrelevant in that game
0: embarrassed on the west coast his home territory 49ers with brock purdy 35 to 7 purdy looked pretty damn good yeah and you keep me personally as a buccaneers guy next to the bears I keep waiting for this team to wake up. There's no reason why they shouldn't be better. They've got almost all the guys open <coughs> from over the last two years when they won a Super Bowl and almost beat the Super Bowl champion Rams in the playoffs. Yeah. And the now difference, all of a sudden they look miserable. The difference, Todd, the coach,
1: Bulls. Todd Bowles Todd is the head <laughs> coach. Should have been somebody else.
0: Yep. And I still think there's a story to be told there. There's some kind of drama going on behind the scenes because Arians, they showed him up in the press box, up in the booth, watching that game. And they were talking about the team just doesn't seem to play the same. No. Under Bowles as they did under Arians. So why is Arians no longer the coach? And if it was Brady saying, he didn't want arians then why wouldn't he say put leftwich in charge yeah maybe it was time arians maybe for health issues
1: needed to step away from the head coaching aspect the day to day grind
0: and he's had that issue before right yeah right and maybe maybe the front office said we've got to go with a guy who's had previous head coaching experience we don't want to dump all of this on Byron Leftwich. Well, maybe they should have. I think they should have. I, I have more faith in Byron Leftwich than I do in Todd Bowles. And I told you, and I told everybody, when they named Todd Bowles the head coach, that this was going to be a is going to be crap season. Rest. Well, we talk in baseball about the Astros a lot, right? The cheating scandal, and we talk a lot of about the players that were tainted. And the coaches and the managers that were tainted. And the front office guys that were tainted. Well, it looks like the New Orleans Saints are heading down (laughs) that road. Because not only did we have Bounty Gate. Way back in the day. With Sean Payton. Yep. Greg Williams. Paying players to injure players on the other team. Now, we go back to the Buccaneers-Saints game from Monday Night Football the previous week. Now, the fallout, of course, did not come until after we'd done last week's podcast. That's why we're discussing it now, even though we're also discussing the Buccaneers getting shellacked by the 49ers. But you go the week before, the Monday Night Football game, where the Buccaneers got on that roll in the fourth quarter and made the massive comeback. Yeah. And Cam Jordan, the star defensive player for the Saints... Falling to the ground conveniently <laughs> to stop the Buccaneers stop from the running play. their quick offense.
1: Yeah. Now.
0: He got fined.
1: They all got penalized, but he has the MRI showing a legitimate injury to his foot. And he wasn't just out one play. I think he was out. He was five out plays. for a couple. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't just one of those. He actually has a legitimate injury. And at that point, the NFL needs to backtrack and nullify those penalties that they were given.
0: I think what they were looking at, and I agree with everything you said. I've heard all of that. But if you look at the video, there's some hinky stuff going on where he's looking at the sidelines and it looks like there might be a coach or two there telling him, you know, drop to the ground. They all do it all the time. Circumstantial evidence. but yeah, The
1: proof sp- is in the MRI. If the shoe don't fit, you
0: got to acquit. <laughs> total of $550,000 in fines handed out to Cam Jordan, coaches, and the Saints organization. But here's the thing. Who's to say they didn't pay somebody to doctor the MRI? <laughs> there because you go. Because maybe they are big-time cheaters. Maybe.
1: But then the NFL also has more problems. And again, the Patriots are involved. This time, it's their receiver, Devontae Parker, concussed on a play. Where the hell is a concussion police the NFL supposedly has watching everything? They didn't stop the game. No, it wasn't one of his teammates. Nelson Aguilar, as they're getting ready to hurry up, takes a knee and motions for the training staff trying to get the officials to stop play to check on him. And it was only by the grace of the Cardinals throwing a flag to challenge that if it was a catch or not, stop the play. There is no excuse that the NFL has for letting that take place. It was obvious the way his head hit the turf, how he had trouble getting up, how he staggered away.
0: Yeah, the NFL's got a big problem right now, and they're so reactionary year after year after year when it comes to player injury situations, penalties, because now I'm hearing rumors that – we have talked about, and we've heard people in the booth talking about the fact that some of these roughing the passer calls are just too too namby-pamby. They're ridiculous. They're and going then, the other way. The yeah, NFL and now is now actually got, talking about ejecting players for roughing the passer. No! I mean, and then half the time you get a quarterback who,
1: like Brady the other night, got choked. Nothing was called. That was a roughing the passer. Then you have other times where somebody will get hit in the head, nothing's called. You got players falling flat on a quarterback, eh, coin toss if it's going to be called or not. Then you got others who try to not flatten them, and they get called.
0: Yeah, I think that one, Sunday night I want to say that was the Chargers-Miami game where you bring up one where it was the whole – weight of the player falling on the quarterback where you could see you the could Dolphins see. player putting his arms out. So his full weight didn't land on the quarterback. And I, I think that was the game and they still called a 15 yarder on him. So how about we go the other way? Let's not talk about ejecting players. Let's talk about refining this even more. Yes, we want the star quarterbacks out there, but even with all of the enhancements You still can't get it right. And you've still got, what, half your quarterbacks either dinged up or out right now. You're not going to change the nature of the game. At some point, you've just got to say, oh, well, they're going to
1: get hurt. They're going to get hit, unless you put a flag around their waist, and then everybody
0: will stop watching. All right, we look back, a couple other games that we did not get to talk about here. In our opening rant, Bills Jets, very good game. I watched that one. Bills, you want to talk about calls that should have been made on Romping oh the Quarter? Oh, my God. Mike White was getting drilled. He got his ass handed Twice. to him. Twice he had Late to come hits. off the field. Late hits that were not called. Technically, technically clean hits, but you can't <laughs> tell me there wasn't much more intent. In a hit, le- the two hits he took to the ribs from the Bills, then that bullshit call with the Dolphins and the Chargers. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Speculation is: is he is he got a broken rib? Is there something wrong? He says he's fine. Robert Sala, the head coach, says he's fine. When we get to our picks, we'll see if he's fine. But the Bills won twenty to twelve. The Jets are playing a lot better with Mike White.
1: They are by
0: far he's got
1: he's got the confidence of the team right they have rallied
0: around him and again we're seeing this with Mike White with Brock Purdy we talked about you give these young guys a chance who've been sitting on the sidelines learning yeah instead of just being thrust out there you might have the next Tom Brady in there yeah Bengals ugly win but they won against the Browns They've been having a lot of trouble with the Browns over the last couple of years. So, Joe Burrow breaks that jinx 23-10. to 10. Yep. Lions are roaring their way into playoff contention. Beat up on the The Vikings are a sham. Can I say that? They are a sham. The Vikings are a sham. Now, I'm not trying to denigrate the Lions who won at home 34-23 over Minnesota. But I expected the
1: typical Lions to rear their ugly head again in a divisional game. And they proved me wrong. We talked about the Vikings being a sham.
0: And this shows now, yes, yes, they really they don't are. don't care what their they record is. I don't care that they'll back their way into that NFC North title. I don't expect them to do anything. They'll the be playoffs. a one and done in the playoffs. Yeah, they have no defense. You can't trust Kirk Cousins. Nope. All they've really got is Justin Jefferson. And that's it. So now we'll, again, discuss in a minute here how good the Lions really are because they are playing the aforementioned Jets. (laughs) Yes, that'll be a tough challenge for them. We'll get to that. I've been saying the last couple weeks, the New York teams, the Jets, and the Giants both were not going to make the playoffs. I did not believe it. I didn't believe they were nearly as good as their records indicated. Now, with Mike White, I like the Jets more, but the Giants. The Giants don't have anything. Brian Dayball is doing his best, but that team,
1: There's nothing from the there. previous
0: regime, that roster is almost as bad as the Bears. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Eagles destroy the Giants in New York, 48-22. We talked about the Steelers. Trubisky throwing the yeah, picks. Yeah, I, I apologize. I was thinking of the week before. This was not the Panthers game. This was the Ravens game Yeah, where Lamar Jackson didn't play. It was Huntley. Pickett gets hurt early. Trubisky's forced into action for the Steelers. And three picks, as you said.
1: And the Ravens' defense pretty much locks it up for them. They had a
0: horrible offensive day themselves, putting up only 16. Yep, 16, 14. We don't know who's going to be the quarterback for either team coming up this week. We talked about the 49ers, Buccaneers, Chargers, Dolphins. We probably owe. A couple more comments on that. I have to say, Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert showed up <coughs> for once. This one, even though Herbert, th- Herbert was great. I mean, unbelievable. But Staley again, he, <laughs> he can't help himself. He has to make that one Fourth and goal. Gotta go for call. it. <laughs> he is never going to succeed unless he tempers. This this tendency to always go for it. Listen to the the analytic geeks.
1: Yeah, sometimes
0: you have to know when to just settle. But again, if the Chargers can get healthy, the one part of that team that has been disappointing to me, because I expected them to be an easy lock for the playoffs, at least a wild card, behind Kansas City. Now, they're they're close right now. They're not in yet, but... That offense, if it's healthy, is great. The thing that's disappointing with them is that defense. Defense
1: is abysmal. Bose has been
0: hurt. Derwin James has been hurt. Khalil Mack, I haven't heard him mentioned a hell of a lot this year. No. So, no, he's almost been a non-entity
1: out there for him.
0: Yeah, now we talked about your Dolphins. You want to add anything to the struggles of Tua? And no, that quick it- Jalen Waddle, who destroys my fantasy team every week! Week in, and week out. I play him, I get five points. I sit his ass, he puts up 25. Never again. Next year, you can have him. I will leave him. Why would I want him? Because you're a Dolphins guy. So? You're a Dolphins guy. You can have him next year. I don't care if it's the 10th round and he's sitting out there. I am not touching him. He's going to be waddling in there for you.
1: You know you're going to get sucked in again. I get a
0: a pseudo-bye week this week. Lucky I backed into the playoffs. No worse than third seed. This is our final week. We've only got a a two-week playoff starting next week. So this week, the top three seeds are locked in in our league. Dave's fighting for his life for that four slot. Yep, I'm on a three-game losing streak.
1: Two weeks ago, I lose to Mississippi by a half a point. This week, I lose to Aaron because the Patriots defense put up 25 points to let him win by two points. If I would have started IUK over Gallup, it would have been a non-issue.
0: Yep. Yeah, so now we got a battle for the fourth and final slot in our playoffs in our eight-team league. Right now, because of that victory, Aaron has it. Yep, you're gonna need some I things to. I need some. I need a lot of work help out in your favor. Yep, otherwise, Aaron's gonna get his ass into the playoffs, and that means he's probably gonna lock up our 2022-23 Penta Frenzy for overall excellence in all five of our contests. Yep, and I'm very bitter about <laughs> it because number one, at our meeting Monday, he accuses me of cheating. <laughs> I am the most integrity were, filled if man if you were cheating you would have two
1: or three wins in everything all the time right i've got would one never finish, trophy this you year. you would
0: never finish below fourth yeah, for the appearance i have one trophy this year and i win the pen of frenzy maybe every two or three years i don't think that's too much to ask from somebody who has an excellent podcast Along with the second most knowledgeable person on Sports Friends. Who can't panel. catch
1: a break for anything. So all right. You know we're gonna have spillage possibly, but let's let's begin our picks for this upcoming week.
0: NFL Week 15 starts as we tape here on the 14th of December 2022. This will hit in the morning of the fifteenth and that night, Thursday night. 49ers go up to
1: Seattle to play the
0: Seahawks. The Seahawks need to stop the bleeding.
1: Yep. There's implications on the playoffs for these guys on this one.
0: As long as that 49ers defense is somewhat healthy, I'm rolling with the 49ers. You got to go with the
1: Niners defense. That defense is too much right now, the way they're going.
0: Yep. See, The Seahawks do not have a great defense. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, should be able to move the ball enough, yep. even though they're going to have to deal with the typical raucous Seattle crowd. Yeah.
1: They should be all right. So, of the picks we have so far... Six of our eight panelists six are in. Of, and everybody is taking the Niners except for Nick. Not Doug, Nick.
0: Yep. <laughs> Doug is usually the outlier, and we'll see more and more of that as we go through here. Now, Saturday football is back now that the college football regular season is done, so the NFL NFL. moves into Saturday night. Three games, actually, throughout the day Saturday. Yeah. We're picking two of them, the two good ones. I don't pick anything involving the Colts anymore the rest of the year for the slate because the Colts are trash. My pick for the AFC Championship. (laughs) I am rooting for Jeff Saturday, though. I do like it.
1: It would be nice, but I don't know. He's shown some
0: questionable tendencies as well. So. Yep. so the middle game of three on Saturday, the Ravens go into Cleveland to play the Browns. Who doge? like we said earlier, don't know who's playing quarterback for the Ravens. Most likely not Lamar Jackson, Huntley possible, uh, possible in concussion protocol, but they we the, don't know. The third stringer is a rookie quarterback we've never heard of before. Uh, all right, we'll have to see. But you also have the rest of Watson. Home debut, home debut for Deshaun Watson. Yes, we all know he's a scumbag. He's a porno merchant, but. Uh, Cleveland, you're stuck. you got to get behind him, whether you like it or not. He's your quarterback. That's a fully guaranteed contract, so he ain't going nowhere other than to the stadium and to the local massage parlor. (laughs) So Uh, I am going with the Browns. I think the Browns win this game. I am banking on the fact that it's probably going to be the rookie playing and not Huntley. Now, they did get J.K. Dobbins back. The Ravens did. He looked pretty good. But he has been in and out of the lineup all year again. Another brilliant draft pick from the maestro in fantasy football. (laughs) There you go.
1: Well, you've got... uh, We're split three and three. Yeah, Sam and Nick agree with you. Doug and Bill agree with me on the Ravens. There
0: you go. The night game. Again, major implications here. This will be our last pick before we do spillage. Into segment two.
1: This Miami goes up to Buffalo to play in what's expected to be snowy, wintry conditions. Miami has no running game. Buffalo has a running game. Buffalo for everybody except Doug taking the Dolphins. Of course Doug
0: took the opposite. (laughs) The contrarian. Of course the governor had to go opposite everybody. That's right. So that's going to do it here for segment one. We are going to wrap up our picks for segment two for the NFL. And Moving it'll... on to Sunday and Monday night. And then, of course, we got to start doing the great equalizer. Bowl season is upon us, kids. Double jeopardy for everybody. The first of four weeks of bowl picks. We're going to have those for you coming up as well in segment two. Dave and I, we're, we're going to drink another beer. And then we'll be right back. Maybe play that air raid siren again. We might, in you know. to the great Mike Leach. Stay tuned.
1: This episode of Sports Frenzy 2.0 is brought to you by the Bills Mafia Marital Aid Company. Because when you are down and out, we'll bring you back up and in the game. Sports Frenzy 2.0. On Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher. All right, it's spillage time on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Here recording December 14, 2022, dropping the 15th. I'm the conquistador Dave Height. Along with the Maestro, Kevin Crane. And we are on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, Castbox, and Stitcher. As check,
0: we said, check Village. out the Facebook page. Yep. Every week you will find our picks for the NFL, which we're gonna finish up here. And then of course All of our bowl picks. Yep, the great equalizer part one. But first up, about eight more pro picks before we get into that. Sunday, December the 18th. Falcons at the Saints. Did we really have to put this crap fest on? Well, when you got two crappy teams playing each other, then it's hard to pick. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You got the debut of Desmond Ritter for the Falcons. Third-round pick out of Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. I know. He was in the Final Four last year in college football. Yep, so he'll get his opportunity here. That being said, I, I the <laughs> veterans with the Saints have got to have a little bit of pride. This, this is a hard place to go into playing in
1: New Orleans.
0: Yeah, even if that it's Andy Saints Dalton, defense. who didn't play all that bad the previous week. No. Um, you still got Kamara healthy. He's been a disappointment. Olavi's look good, the young rookie receiver out of Ohio State. I just, I like (sighs) a lot more from what on paper you think. The Saints have
1: more talent right now
0: than the Falcons. So it's going to be Mardi Gras, no arty party. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are all taking the Saints. Six of our eight panelists have their picks in right now. Yep. All six taking New Orleans.
1: All right, next up, the Roaring Lions going in to play the Jets. Who would have thought
0: in week 15, if you'd have said... The Lions are
1: relevant and they have
0: a chance. If you'd have said the Lions playing the Jets is relevant for both teams. Yeah, that, who would have thought? Yeah, both of them are just on the outside looking in on the playoff picture right now. I like Mike. I like Mike White.
1: (laughs) If he's going to play, if he's healthy enough to play.
0: Now, you heard they moved Zach Wilson back up to number two. Yeah. Because Flacco looks so bad so awful.
1: But still, if White gets dinged up and can't go, I I still don't trust Wilson.
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm gambling. I am gambling on the fact that Mike White... The Lions defense is not the Bills' defense.
1: It's not, but he's still one shot away.
0: I know. It's a risky, risky proposition. Another thing that I think people are overestimating is the Lions' ability to play outdoors. Most of their games this are year have indoors. been indoors, not just home, <clears throat> but then to play the Vikings. I, I I think that when Jared Goff. And his teammates get out into in the that cold. cold. If it's going to be bad in Buffalo on Saturday, you figure it's not going to be much better in New York on it'll Sunday. Be
1: sl- it'll be I know a little you don't bit have better, the, the lake
0: effect stuff. Yeah. But but still, it'll be a little crazy. And Plus, the Jets have a defense. I still don't know if the the Lions do. Yeah, we'll
1: we'll see. I'm taking the Lions along with Sam and Bill.
0: I have got the Jets along with Nick and Doug. We are split 3-3 right now. All right, moving on.
1: The Cardinals at the Broncos. Oh,
0: <laughs> another, yeah. another. God, this game drove me insane. You want to talk about <laughs> the train wreck that was the Falcons and the Saints pick? This one was even worse. Bill actually changed his pick. <laughs> He had to send me an email because he sent his picks in before the Monday night game. And then with Kyler Murray going down. Yeah. Now, I think this will,
1: with a dinged up Russell Wilson in the concussion protocol, might be a good thing for the
0: Broncos. I just, this is one of those where I'm going to pull a U. And I'm, gonna go go, I'm going to go with the home team. team. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things to overthink in this awful, crappy game. It is. the Cardinals. Could Tank try to get a higher draft pick next year? Will they draft a quarterback if they get a high pick? We don't know. Is Colt McCoy auditioning to at least be the starter for next year with Kyler Murray most likely out for 2023? What is going on? The Broncos don't have to Tank because all it does is help. Seattle. Right. So... Why Nathaniel Hackett's got to do something to save his job? He's coaching for his life right now. I mean, Kingsbury technically is too. A lot of people though are saying this injury to Kyler Murray helps Kingsbury. Yeah, now he's got a built-in excuse to say, "Well, you know, what am I going to do in 2023?" We have have to draft a
1: court, draft a quarterback because we don't know can Kyler Murray come back and be as effective.
0: Yeah, and another—it's another topic to discuss. All these running quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, yeah, how long is Jalen Hurts going to last? Running quarterbacks are a gamble. They are. Long term. But our
1: picks, three of us, it's a split again. You, me, and Bill taking the Broncos, the
0: Cardinals for Sam, Nick, and Doug. Doug. I just I, I after watching that Monday night game when I picked the Cardinals and of course I lost I was like really tempted to take the Cardinals again <laughs> something in my head was saying Colt McCoy's going to play well he's playing for a showcase for next year he wants to show the Cardinals he can run and, the team next year and while-
1: then the sane part of your brain said It's Colt McCoy and the Cardinals. The
0: same part of my brain said it's insanity to keep sticking with teams that fuck you over every week. Raiders, which is the next pick. (laughs) The Patriots go into Vegas to play the Raiders. Belichick versus his protege, Josh McDaniels. Come on. And again, it's this was not- one where I initially wrote down the Raiders, and I said to myself, what are you doing? What are you, are you What thinking? are you doing? Scratch that off. Put put a piece of clear, you know, the, the tape stuff, you know, the Michael Nesmith whiteout tape crap that his mom came up with, and get that pick out of there and go back to the Patriots. You just said in the previous game you are not going to define insanity. You're not going to do the same stupid thing again. So why would you pick against Belichick, especially... Against McDaniels. Yes. That tells you where I'm going. I'm sorry. I lost it. I lost it. It's it's Patriots across the board for the six so far. Uh, This one kind of shocks me with the results of our panel so far. The Titans going in to play the Chargers. It looks like that win against the Dolphins impressed most of us
1: yes five of us are taking the chargers who's taking the titans kev you've heard of love island
0: we have (laughs) doug island (laughs) a place you really don't want to go unless you want to catch a disease (laughs) Uh, I, i mean i have i have liked the chargers the lineup the roster all year everything they They got a coach that doesn't know what he's doing that's why i'm telling you sean payton is licking his chops waiting for this job they become an automatic contender the minute they get a decent head coach in there exactly but that being said they the titans actually have the coaching edge mike vrabel is a better Vrabel is a brilliant head coach the problem is we we talked here recently about the fact they fired their gm Because her GM made stupid moves, let A.J. Brown go. Tannehill has no weapons other than handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. And eventually, I figured it would. It's going to catch up. And it did. It's finally caught up with them. They got shellacked by the Jaguars last week. Now Jacksonville's back into the picture in the AFC South. (laughs) Now they've they got to play the Cowboys this week, so that's going to be a
1: tall task.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to crash back down to reality. Yeah, and Dallas
1: has to make up for that poor showing they had against the Texans.
0: Yeah. So, like Dave said, everybody but Doug taking the Chargers. Yeah, the Titans are just so limited offensively. They are. They're going to be like the one trick pony. They're going to be like the Vikings. The Titans will just like the Buccaneers by default default win their division and then be a one and done. Boy, this game, at the beginning of the season, looked phenomenal. This looked like it could have been the game of the late season. Bengals at Tampa Bay playing the Buccaneers. But we just Ugh. trashed the Buccaneers here There's last season. nothing there. The Bengals look solid, look good. Joe Burrow now is starting to creep into the MVP discussion. Yeah. Especially now with Tua back up. down. Joe's passing him. I mean, yeah. it's still probably Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, but Bengals across the board. Yeah, they got Jamar Chase back. I mean, there's no reason for me. I'm done having faith, hoping that the Buccaneers are eventually going to find it again. Yeah, no, they're they're being outcoached. All right, coming a couple weeks after <laughs> that magnificent tie. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> We get a rematch between the Giants and the Commanders in D.C. (laughs) Oh, God. And one of these two teams is going to make the playoffs, if not both. How sad is that?
1: That being said, you, me, Sam, and Bill taking the Commanders. Nick and Doug go with the visiting Giants.
0: We talked earlier about the Giants and how Brian Dayball is doing the best he can with that team, but they need to overhaul that roster. They need too much. The Monday night game, just for shits and giggles, December the 19th, the Rams with Baker Mayfield.
1: (laughs) We have the Rams and the Packers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Beavis. Well, Doug thinks the Rams are going to win, <laughs> Doug Island. Doug Island,
1: because the rest of us sane ones are going with the lateral thinker, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers.
0: I think this is more about the so- the SoCal guys. Yeah, not the being SoCal able to guys handle can't handle the weather, the Lambo weather. Yeah, that's mostly what it is. Yep. Now, at least Baker Mayfield had to deal with Cleveland winners. right? So, but it's the rest of the team yep and there you go there you go kids nfl wrapped up for this week time to move on to the college ranks of course we've already started to discuss the passing of mike leach and the impact the innovation he brought
1: not only to college football but the nfl And opening it up with that air raid offense, pass, 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 take the short little gains where you can, and it's going to open up and break a big run or open up the deep downfield pass. Nintendo numbers, as they like to say,
0: were invented by this guy. Yep. And like you said, at the beginning of the podcast, he did move around a little bit, but nowadays all these are moving around. So, and he never really left a program in worse shape. He usually improved it a little bit from when he got there. Now, something we didn't discuss, uh, one of the the black marks in his career was that whole Craig James. Remember that fiasco? Yep. Where he said, Oh, he blocked my son with a concussion in a dark room. Mike, again, there were a lot of things in his past where he he put people off. People didn't like him. I look at the fact the guy was married for three decades to the same woman. Yep. Never a hint of infidelity. Never a hint of a problem in the family. There are more people who have come out praising
1: him for what he's done. Who he was off the field. His brilliance. Having a master's and a law degree willing to teach, not afraid of saying and speaking his mind and always there to chat with anybody who wanted to.
0: Yep. And of course we always called him the pirate because he was a a big fan of pirate lore. Yep. Um, It's just sad when Sports loses a character like this. Yeah. No, he was not the greatest coach of all time. No. Hopefully they'll put him someday in the College Football Hall of Fame. He was
1: an innovator. He was a good coach. Like you said, he never left a team in worse shape than
0: when he got there. Right. I'm going to miss having him around. Yep. Yeah, and again, you can take. The Craig James debacle for what it is, his abrasiveness again in some of his press conferences and the fat little girlfriends and all that stuff. But and again, it's being a
1: character playing in later on to who people thought he was.
0: Yeah, and we'll get to some controversy in college basketball here later on. But despite again the few things that would pop up in his career. It didn't stop big schools from hiring him? No,
1: there was nothing egregious. He never had any violations. So he ran clean programs, which is hard to say in this day and age.
0: Yep. Now, of course, the news came down today. A couple days ago, Mississippi State said they are going to play their bowl game to honor Mike Leach. And then now... The defensive coordinator on his staff, Zach Arnett, has agreed in principle to a four-year deal to take over the program. So, tough (laughs) times, but at least a somewhat smooth transition. Yeah, they've got stability within the organization. Yep. Of course, we've (sighs) still got a couple other coaching tidbits to discuss. Um. This is kind of shocking to me. I mean, when a a coach has been with a program for a long, long time, and again, we just alluded to the fact these coaches like to jump around.
1: Yeah, but occasionally you do
0: have a long-term guy moving on. Well, he was canned. That too. Navy's 15-year head coach, Ken Nua I'm probably butchering that. I'm sorry. But I, I even you know, as little Navy football as I have seen, I know him from the sidelines. I, I, yeah. I recognize him from being on the sidelines for all these years. And you know, Navy. he had solid
1: teams for so long, but he's had a losing record the last three years.
0: Yeah, and he he made a point of and, saying, it's funny how I got canned the minute I lost again to Army.
1: Yeah, but it, that was the culmination. Because he's not brought anything new to the program. You've got to start updating what you're doing. And the game, we I hate to use the
0: phrase, but the game has passed him up. I can't imagine, though, how hard it's got to be to coach one of the military schools when it comes to sports. Oh, it's got to be brutal. You, you, it's y- not y- like it was in the days of Roger Staubach. No, back in but the again, 60s.
1: still, you would look, Air Force seems to still be a little bit more on the innovative side where they do try and find a balance. Army and Navy pretty much run the damn ball and occasionally will throw it.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And then, of course, Jeff Braum leaves Purdue, goes to his alma mater, at Louisville, so Purdue brings in the defensive coordinator from Illinois to take over their program. Yep. And I just feel bad for Purdue because, well, I shouldn't because <coughs> once we get to college basketball again. Yeah. Good stuff for good Purdue stuff there. Good stuff for them. But here, but does hiring Illinois' defensive coordinator really put a charge into that fan base? I, I don't see how it does. He made
1: the right first move in his meeting with the team because their Purdue's big running back this year was a walk-on. And he walked into the room and asked the kid to stand up and said, I've coached against you. I don't know what the hell they're thinking here. You're on full scholarship.
0: Nice. Very nice.
1: So... There you go. Recognizing the talent that's there and making the announcement in his first meeting with the team, that builds the team buy-in
0: for him. That wins the locker room right there. There you go. The opposite of winning is what we're about to do now, which is starting (laughs) our college bowl picks, as we like to call it, as we have called it for 30 years the great equalizer is here. Oh, this this could be good or it could be very 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 bad. We're going to run through these fairly quickly here because honestly, we these don't are the know lesser a lot. We games. don't know a lot about these teams in these these initial bowls. Friday night, December the 16th, the Bahamas Bowl, Miami of Ohio and UAB, of course Trent Dilfer coming in to take over that program next year at UAB. Look who's on Doug Island.
1: Doug <laughs> Doug takes Miami Ohio. The
0: rest of us go with UAB. Now the Cure Bowl that night. Very good matchup. This this was a tough one to pick. Number 22, UTSA, number 23, Troy. Of course we're using the AP rankings. Yep. Uh-huh. I just liked you even though Troy is favored by a point and a half. I like the numbers for UTSA a little bit better. UTSA has better numbers. And there's I like their strength of schedule a little bit better. Now a lot of people say the difference will be Troy's defense. So potentially. But again,
1: they haven't exactly had that
0: benchmark game. Yep. So you and I and Bill are taking UTSA, of course, University of Texas, San Antonio. Sam and Nick and Doug are taking Troy Saturday, full day of football. football December the seventeenth. You're gonna have the pros, and you have five, <clears throat> no six, six bowl, bowl games. games. Holy moly! Better hook up the catheter for that one, Kev.
1: <laughs> no kidding.
0: Feeding tube and a catheter, um, and an intravenous line from the keg. <laughs> Fenway Bowl. Another really good matchup, Cincinnati and Louisville. Here's my thinking on this. Uh Here we go. This is the college football coach shuffle exemplified in this game. Cincinnati's coach left to take over the Wisconsin position. Louisville's coach leaves Louisville to take over the Cincinnati job. The Louisville coach moving to Cincinnati, feeds information to the Bearcats, telling them the weaknesses of the Louisville coaching staff and lineup. Ergo, therefore, I take Cincinnati. How do you like that? That's some deep, dark insight right there, baby. That's a deep, dark dive. (laughs) Louisville's
1: got the better talent.
0: (laughs) Dave, Sam, Nick and Doug taking Louisville. Bill and I are taking the Bearcats, Cincinnati. There you go. New Mexico Bowl, SMU versus BYU. God, BYU is such a disappointment this year. I haven't been able to trust them all year. At least SMU, they've got a dynamic offense. They do. I've
1: liked them. So it's SMU for you, me, Sam, Nick, and Doug. Bill is on. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. And Nick. Bill and Doug are taking
0: BYU. Yep. The L.A. Bowl, Washington State versus Fresno State. Another tough tough one to call. Fresno favored by three when we put this together. Um, it's a split I, decision, kids. Yeah, I'm taking Washington State. So is Nick. So is Doug. I'm taking Fresno State with Sam and Bill. The Lending Tree Bowl looks like this was going to be a blowout. Um, yeah. Rice versus Southern Miss. All six of the panelists with picks in right now take Southern Miss. Which means we're all going down together because Rice is going to
1: win it. No, <laughs> oh, I figure Brett
0: Favre will figure out a way to pump some money into that <laughs> locker room. <laughs> Make sure they win. Las uh, Vegas Bowl, another one that seems like it's a little one-sided. Florida is in chaos when it comes to the quarterback position. Number yeah, 17, Oregon State. They've seems like got it, it together right now. Everybody's taking Oregon State. They're <clears> a <throat> 10-point favorite as we put this together. And unfortunately it looks like three straight blowouts in the latter half of the bowl games on Saturday, the 17th North Texas who just fired their head coach against Boise state, Boise state across the board.
1: That's a no brainer there. All right. Moving on to Monday, the 19th, the Myrtle beach bowl Marshall versus
0: Connecticut Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. 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 That's right. Six picks. All for Marshall. Again, double-digit favorite. Yeah, not even close. Uh, Then you roll into... Tuesday, the the
1: 20th. The Potato Bowl. Eastern Michigan and San Jose State. I always like a roll with some potatoes. There you go. (laughs) Ah, San Jose State's hosed me. Eastern Michigan
0: has one of those... They tend to play well in the bowls. They do. They do. And you and Nick agree. You're going with Eastern Michigan. The rest of us go with San Jose State. I don't have a ton of confidence in the pick, but because I, as much as I do research, as much as you do research, we you don't know, throw it out the window. We don't know anything about some of these teams.
1: And some of I them would be lying if I said I what... watched
0: East, Eastern Michigan or San Jose State.
1: Yeah. And the conferences, you don't know, you can't match them up that well. It's a
0: crapshoot. The Boca Raton Bowl, also on December the 20th. Liberty versus Toledo. Liberty's one of those teams this year that's burned me way too much. Now, of course, Hugh Freeze left to go to Auburn. So they're in flux. Toledo's favored by five. I'm going with the favorite I'm taking Toledo so is Sam Bill and Nick God I'm on Liberty Island with Doug
1: Liberty Liberty Liberty
0: liberty. (laughs) no it's just Liberty Liberty yeah there you go
1: can I change that
0: it's just yeah it's just it's just you and Doug and the emu (laughs) oh god help me who gets the emu when you get lonely (laughs) oh lord
1: you're gonna be passing the emu around curl up with the emu to stay
0: warm (laughs) i hear they're tasty (laughs) oh my god yeah we're already getting loopy after talking about bowls this much (laughs) yeah but we're not done
1: yet because now we have to go to wednesday the 21st the new orleans bowl western kentucky versus southern alabama oh god help me i'm on western kentucky island with doug
0: I'm going to do my little deep dive here for you. I'll tell you why Sam and Bill and I and Nick took South Alabama. Western Kentucky's quarterback went into the transfer portal. He's not playing in the bowl game. And I missed
1: that one. Son so of a
0: bitch. His, the dynamic offense at Western Kentucky. Look at the numbers. Yeah, They look like they have a great offense what's going to look like with the second-string yeah. quarterback. See, no, I missed seeing that one before sorry. making the pick. I'm sorry. This is Lock. what you get when you have no life like me As I have time to, to dig this kind of stuff up. Yeah, and it's been a hell
1: of a week for me at work, so I haven't had time to dive like I wanted come.
0: to. One last bull pick here to wrap up. Week one of this four-week extravaganza called The Great Equalizer. The Armed Forces Bowl Thursday, December the 22nd. Baylor versus Air Force. Of course, we just talked about the military schools. Yep. And you mentioned Air Force. It tends to be a little more creative. They try and have some balance, which
1: is probably why Bill's taking them. He's on an island. He's on Air Force Island. The rest of us going with Baylor.
0: Would he be like the major with the genie? (laughs) He's not that lucky. Hey, I'd take Barbara Eden back in the day on an island any day. Any much better, day than, an the <laughs> much better <laughs> much, than an Emu. Much better than an Emu. Yeah, I just like Baylor's offense. Again, going yeah. back to our SMU-BYU pick, I will take an offensive powerhouse. Even if the other team has a good defense, I will trust the offense to figure out enough in terms of scoring points to overcome the defense. Yeah, And
1: Baylor's shown so much more than Air Force has this year.
0: So, as you said, Bill is alone with Air Force. The rest of us go with the Baylor Bears.
1: And it's a crap shoot in the bowls anyway.
0: Yeah, guaranteed half of these bowls here in week one are not going to turn out the way most of us are predicting. Yep. So, there you go. All right, kids. Segment two is done. Football is over. Now it's
1: the mishmash coming up in three.
0: We've got some NASCAR. We've, of course, got to talk more about baseball and the free agency. Fallouts history in the nhl was made at the expense of the blackhawks yep. and of course we do have a couple other moments of silence on top of mike leach and a couple dumbasses
1: yes yes we do have a few of those so they have to break out the crime blotter in connection
0: <laughs> we're gonna do frenzy 50 potentially <laughs> One of the great segments we used to have back in the day on public access, Frenzy
1: 5.0.
0: All right, kids. One segment left here on December the 14th, 2022. We will be right back. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. All right, everybody, last segment here, Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping. On December the 14th, 2022, the 50th episode of Sports Frenzy 2.0 for 2022. Of course, once we hit 52, it's going to turn all over again and start with one. Boom. Boom. For 2023. But that (coughs) is neither here nor there, as he is a conquistador, Dave Height. He's the maestro Kevin Crane. And this will hit Thursday morning, (coughs) December the 15th. We had last week in baseball was the massive free agent signings, for the most part. Yeah. The Bogarts deal, the Aaron Judge re-signing, but there's still some stupid money that got spent in the past week, and yeah, we're here to tell you all about
1: seriously it.
0: Seriously stupid money. Seriously stupid length of contract. That would be the contract that was given out overnight last night as we tape Yep, to one Carlos Correa. Of course, one of the four big shortstops that was on the market here yep. as we went into the offseason. He is now the third of the four the, to be plucked away. The Giants,
1: 13 years, 350 million, 13 damn years until he's
0: 40. Well, you notice Come on. Those, all three of those shortstops I've talked about got at least 10 years yeah Trey Turner Bogarts and now Correa Correa gets probably the most ridiculous one of all yeah absolute insanity
1: this is getting this is beyond ridiculous and stupid
0: yeah and I know we Dave and I we can't bemoan this fact every time we talk about baseball and contract signings but if you look on Spot Track, if you look at the salaries for these teams, of course, the Mets, on top of signing Justin Verlander, they bring Brandon Nimmo back on an eight year, $162 million deal. Then from overseas, they bring in starting pitcher Kodai Senga on a five year, $75 million deal. Right now, Spot Track has the Mets projected payroll at $306 million. Why is that shocking? Because the cap threshold, the tax cap for Major League Baseball is $233 million. So not only are the Mets over almost $80 million right now, they're going to have to pay 98% penalty on top of that. So when this is all said and done, the Mets are probably going to end up paying about $200 million over that 233 tax cap threshold. Because their owner doesn't care. He's got deep pockets. Well, he does care. But the thing is, instead of giving that money to a good cause or a charity, he's going to give, I'm going to buy a goddamn championship for the long suffering Met fan. What a noble cause. And we talk sports every week. We love sports. Baseball is more out of whack now than it has ever been. Ever. When you look at the Oakland A's and realize up until a couple days ago when they unloaded Sean Murphy on the Braves, and when I say that, it's a brilliant move for the Braves. But oh, once my again, God, yeah. Once again, they poach an Oakland A's budding superstar like they did with Matt Olson, to replace <clears throat> Freddie Freeman last year. Now they bring in catcher Sean Murphy because the A's didn't want to go to arbitration with him. So the A's a couple days ago technically had a zero payroll.
1: Yeah, nothing. Now they've got guys on arbitration. They're probably what projected out to probably be about $30 million for their payroll for the year. Which is absolutely damn stupid. A two hundred or a yeah, two hundred million dollar difference.
0: Oh, well over two hundred million, yeah. Three oh six versus thirty? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking over two seventy. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. And that's and Dave and I looked at these spot track <laughs> numbers before we started the podcast as we do our due diligence and our awesome preparation. You need to have a hard cap and a hard floor. We've got too many teams that are just sitting there willing to be the punching bags for the Yankees and the Dodgers. Oh, I just want the the revenue-sharing money
1: to put in my pocket. Yeah. The hell with my fan base. They can suck it. I'll still charge buku bucks for a shit team, and I'm going to get rich for doing nothing. Yeah,
0: and our two teams have done basically next to nothing. And it's amazing to me how the payroll numbers for our two teams are as high as they are, considering that we, we don't, don't have anything. We don't have a lot of hope. You probably have more hope than I do, considering your entire AL Central division is is being frugal. So at least you could win the division. Yeah, but everybody's doing something
1: to get a little bit better. We're not. We have done, oh, we got Corey Clevenger. Whoop-de-frickin'-do.
0: Yeah, Clevenger coming over from the Padres. Uh, Well, yeah, I get Jamison Tyone, so whoop-de-frickin'-do for the Cubs, too. But I'm telling you, Cubs fans are so stupid sometimes. Respect Aaron Beyond Belief, one of our panelists. Huge Cubs fan. Saw him the other night at our winter meeting, and he was like, oh, "I like the Cody Bellinger signing. Why? Why do you like the Cody Bellinger signing? You signed Cody he- Bellinger for one year. If he's great, <sighs> then he's gonna go somewhere else and get a huge deal. And if he sucks, you just flushed your Wilson Contreras money down the
1: toilet." Did you see the number offensive number comparison between Bellinger and Hayward? Hayward was better on the slash
0: line. I, I never said I liked the signing, but Aaron, a lot of these Cub fans blindly follow whatever they do and go, we got to be optimistic. We've got to just stick with the team, guys. No, I'm done. The last three, four years have soured me on rickets on this fucking marquee network that I can't get. I'm done, and I'm not going to sign up for Bally Sports and pay twenty dollars a month so I can watch this shitty ass Cubs team that won't spend money and somehow still has a projected payroll of one hundred seventy-five million. As you like to say, you're still paying the Jason Hayward. Hayward tax. Yeah, for one more year, but it's ridiculous. The baseball has got to fix itself. Rob Manfred is going to go down as the worst commissioner in history. Even worse than Bud Sealing. We thought that was bad. This has gotten worse.
1: The spending, lack of spending, is so out of control. Somebody with some balls has got to get in Do charge. we have to do this again?
0: Do we have to fully run baseball, too? I know! Because all... Bud Selig condoned cheating. Yep. Rob Manford is condoning a ridiculous astronomical amount of competitive imbalance to the point where he is going to destroy the sport because Cincinnati fans, Pittsburgh fans, Chicago fans, fans in D.C., fans in Miami, and that's just the, mostly the NL, I haven't even gotten to the AL yet outside of your team. There are 20 teams out of 30 that are already out of it. And we haven't even gotten to January yet. Let alone spring training. Yeah, it's...
1: And the players are so damn dumb, they don't get it. They think having five or six teams who spend buku bucks and can pay maybe two players per team This much money is good for the game and everybody? No, it's not. If you put in a hard cap and a hard floor, more players are going to get paid.
0: Yeah, and the sad thing is, to wrap this up, put a bow on it, it is the holiday season. It is. The Pirates owners, the A's owners, they're probably sitting there encouraging Steve Cohen to spend more money, yeah, because, because the more going to get
1: that much back into their pockets, right? into their right? pockets, right. Yeah. Couple
0: other a couple other signings of note before we move on to NASCAR. Chris Bassett, of course, the Mets didn't have any more room on their starting <laughs> rotation for Bassett, so. He goes to the Blue Jays. I think that's a nice signing for the Blue Jays. That's good for the Blue Jays. Three years, $63 million. That's reasonable. I would have preferred that for the Cubs and Tyone. I would have liked to have Bassett instead of Tyone. And then Noah Syndergaard, the wandering nomad that he has become, (laughs) will now go down the coast from the Angels, barely down the coast. I don't even know what's north, what's south when it comes to L.A. and Hollywood. He's going to the Dodgers on a one-year deal. Yep, there you go. All right, NASCAR. Dave knows the bad news. I think it's bad news. He's optimistic about it as we move on to racing.
1: I would prefer that the SRX would have stayed on CBS. Network TV, more people have an opportunity to enjoy it.
0: Saturday night's before football season starts, is yep. a wasteland on TV.
1: Yeah, there's nothing there. The SRX provided a nice thrill, a two-hour window. You're done. Entertaining is all get-out. But no, ESPN has to, and Disney have to exert their financial backing to pull it away from CBS. Thursday night, Thunder returns to ESPN for the SRX.
0: Supposedly a multi-year deal. Races will start at 9 p.m. on ESPN Thursday night. They will all be on ESPN. They're starting
1: it too late. I like that 8 o'clock start time for the SRX um, when it was on CBS.
0: Now, at least part of the deal is that these races are on ESPN. They are not going to get shuffled to ESPN2 or ESPN News. No. They are all on ESPN. This year, 2023 upcoming, we're looking at July the 13th through August the 17th.
1: Yep. It's a little bit of nostalgia back from the day when ESPN put anything on and didn't care. And Thursday night, Thunder... I looked forward to it because you had all the sprint car racing going on across the country and you saw the rise of Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart
0: getting to showcase. Yeah. Now, from what I've read, Tony Stewart's very excited about this. It's it's a huge infusion. Being the figurehead for SRX.
1: Yeah. this, This solidifies them to maybe tweak some stuff with the cars, have a couple of extra cars available in case something happens at backups. So maybe gets it more into the spotlight with their advertising because CBS did not do a great job advertising it.
0: So we'll see. I don't even know if they're bringing over the same crew or they're going to put together a whole new
1: crew. If they're smart, they would bring over who they had
0: I know, that's because the that was a great
1: announcing lineup.
0: Best week. And then having the, uh, the guest announcer in there in the booth with him. Yeah. I always liked Alan Bestwick in the booth. Yep. He
1: is great. And then the guests have been really damn solid.
0: Yep. So this is what I'm afraid of is that it's ESPN. They're going to find a way to up. fuck it up. Yep. Now, is this a precursor possibly maybe to ESPN jumping into the next NASCAR deal? Take it away from NBC, please. Are they are they put, dipping their toe? <laughs> are they dipping their toe in the water, so to speak? Potentially. Yeah, as long as you get NBC out of it, I want Fox. Just get rid of Steve Letarte, and I
1: would be so much happier.
0: I like Fox, but yeah, I can't stand NBC, terrible coverage, terrible, terrible. Sticking with racing and where it's going to be on TV. FS1 and FS2, for the first time ever, are going to carry all 20 ARCA races in 2023.
1: Interesting. You used to be able to see most of the ARCA races on ESPN
0: back in the day before they got too full of themselves. Yeah, so this will be the first time. I mean, it wasn't even close. I believe, from what I read, they were covering just over half the ARCA races, Yeah, and now they have committed to... All 20. So, again, very cool. Racing's getting more exposure. It's not just a niche sport. No. And some of us actually like racing more than fucking soccer. And we'll get to fucking soccer in a minute. Finally, it is time to start celebrating the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. Yes. Today,
1: Lots of stories
0: out there about the 75th anniversary throughout. Yep, but today, December the 14th, 1947, technically is Founders Day. Yep, in NASCAR, this is the day when Bill France got a bunch of the racing Illuminati together. Yep, in Daytona St- Beach, Dreamline Hotel. Yep, and started <coughs> working on over three or four days, I believe. Yep, what would become NASCAR. Big Bill strong-armed them all into
1: consolidating all the little rebel tracks and organizations under one flag, unified rules, unified purses, making modern racing history.
0: There you go. Of course, this entire upcoming season is a 75th anniversary season for NASCAR, so they're going to have a lot of special events going on. This is kind of technically the start of it right now though. Yep. December Damn it, I the want the Winston 500 back this year. Hey, you're getting North Wilkesboro, okay? From what I read, <clears throat> upgrades are going very well. Yep. They're they're making it retro
1: upgrades. All the old signage, billboards and everything, they're they want the experience to be what it was back in the day. Any new Uh, buildings that have to go up have to look like they did back in the day. And thank God they fixed the drainage issues they had there. So I'm looking forward to this. Oh, God, I love Wilkesboro Speedway. (laughs) Such good racing there. Good memories of watching that track. It was a shame when they shuttered it.
0: Now, I also read that they are starting to get resistance and pushback on – fixing up the, uh, Nashville fairgrounds track.
1: No, oh, here we go. You
0: got locals who are starting to say they don't know if they like this all that much. So we'll see. Of course, that's a track that the SRX has been using. Yeah. So we'll keep you posted on that as we go into 2023. Briefly. NCAA basketball, of course, once we get into February and March, we'll talk a lot more about college hoops. But for now, congrats to Purdue.
1: Yep. Ranked number one at this point. How long will they stay there? Because it, number one over the years has almost been a revolving door.
0: Yep. And congrats to my Miami Hurricanes, at least in basketball. Fuck that football team. God damn it.
1: <laughs> oh, Miami's a basketball school now.
0: Yeah. I can't believe I went through the entire bowl slate. And for a minute, I was like, something's wrong here. What's wrong with all these bowls? These 40 plus bowls. What's wrong? Oh, that's right. The Miami Hurricanes didn't qualify because they suck. But the basketball team is awesome. Jim larinaga has got them rolling again. They break into the top 25 in AP poll 10 and 1. There you go. Locally, Notre Dame. Suck. Okay. Seven and three. It's not suck it. It's not
1: suck You're right. It's standard for Mike Bray.
0: The mediocre. Yep. Yeah, just be good enough. To that in, he is. They'll sneak into the NCAA tournament and lose. Yep. Ugh. As much as it pains me to bring it up, Dave, I know the Blackhawks are not playing well.
1: No, they suck. They They're were on part- a... They're a part of history. They are losing their fourth in a row to go seven sixteen and four. Losing to the Capitals seven to three the night before we tape here. They this happened on the thirteenth. Congratulations to Alex Ovechkin becoming the third player in NHL history to score his eight hundredth career goal. And it happened at the tail end of a hat trick. And even though they got shellacked, the Blackhawk fans recognized Ovechkin's accomplishment and rained down the hats celebrating his hat trick and his historic goal. So kudos to true hockey fans. Even though their teams suck, they still recognize Something of historic proportions. So, Hawks now 18 points still. At least they're better than the Ducks, who are sitting at 17 points. (laughs) The two worst teams by far in the NHL.
0: Did you see who met with the commissioner? Do you see who met with Gary Bettman about becoming part of the new Ottawa Senators ownership team? Yes,
1: the great Canadian comic actor himself, Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds.
0: That would be fun.
1: Ryan Reynolds
0: injects fun into anything and everything he does. He does. This, This is a marketing boon for the NHL. All right, it's time to talk about fucking soccer for a fucking second. Fuck soccer. Fuck the World Cup. World Cup's going to the finals. Fuck Qatar. France and Argentina will play in the finals of the World Cup. Whoop-dee-doo. I just felt like it was our duty to bring it up. Yes, soccer is duty. Yes. Just like what Spalding said in (laughs) Caddyshack. <laughs> it's not that bad though <laughs> it's still good <laughs> if you don't get that reference shame on you kids shame on you alright time to move on to moments of silence Ugh. of course one last time we will mention the passing of the great Mike Leach yep Ugh. also basketball legend Paul Silas mm. passed away yep The last of the Philadelphia
1: Phillies' whiz kids, Kurt Simmons, passed away at
0: 93, one of the great pitchers of his era. Then, of course, we thought we might have controversy in Qatar, Qatar, however you say it, with an American soccer journalist, Grant Wall, passing away at 48. Yep, there were rumors and
1: conspiracy theories that he was killed by authorities over there or not given proper health care. Unfortunately, autopsy revealed a brain aneurysm.
0: No, aortic aneurysm. Or aortic aneurysm. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just remembered the aneurysm. Yeah. No, aortic
0: aneurysm, natural causes.
1: Nothing that could have been
0: done. No. Um, By all accounts, with looking at social media activity and eyewitness accounts, he was struggling for a couple of days. Something wasn't right. He thought it was bronchitis. Yeah. But again, when you're dealing with this situation where they tried to cover up mm-hmm. all the deaths of the migrant workers that were working on the stadiums, this is not the best nation in terms of human rights or anything. So, and another journalist also passed away. Not getting as much attention because it was from a smaller country, not the U.S. But yeah, when it happens somewhere like Qatar, you tend to go, okay, especially when this guy had a history of rabble rousing.
1: Yeah. You kind of wonder. Wearing the rainbow
0: shirt, trying to get in, wearing that, and you know that's not going to cut it in the Middle East. Yeah. No, it's...
1: (sighs) This whole World Cup in Qatar has been tainted from the bribes and kickbacks for them to be awarded it to all the crap of them trying to get it ready to go.
0: It shows what a sham the Middle East can be. And then the last minute beer ban, of course. Yeah. Leaving oh, Budweiser with an entire warehouse. We're, we're going to
1: suck Budweiser in for millions in advertising. And at the 11th hour, we're going to say, oh, no, you can't sell anything. Yeah.
0: Now, of course, if they were to turn that warehouse over to Sports Frenzy, that would get us through about a month and a half yeah. podcast. But <laughs> in
1: true Bud fashion, rebounded in a brilliant marketing scheme, the winning team's country Gets that warehouse of beer. You're gonna give a warehouse of Budweiser to the French? Come on! Wee oui, wee oui. Those frickin' pansies! The wine swilling Yeah narcissistic pricks of the universe.
0: When well, they're gonna water their plants with it. They're not gonna drink it. Fuck Johnny Depp. Oh Budweiser <laughs> There you go. All right. Time for some dumbasses. Hivat The Red Foreman Dumbasses of the Week. Sponsored by Red Foreman. <laughs> I will let Dave start off because I'll bet we have some uh, mutually. I've got
1: one right
0: now. NCAA
1: men's basketball head coach from Texas, Chris yes. Beard. Stupid bastard arrested for domestic violence, including, what was it? Restriction of air passage. Strangulation. Basically he strangled his wife, the dip fuck. I hate people who do this shit. They are the lowest form of scum. Arre- Absolutely hate
0: it. Yep, arrested There's no for, excuse. Arrested for felony domestic felony violence. Felony domestic violence.
1: Properly being demonized by Texas. Suspended without pay. He should be. Well, you got to wait for the legal process to go through before you can fire him.
0: Yeah. And this we're talking about. Texas is in the top 10 right now in basketball. They are. So we're not talking about, you know, a low profile coach here.
1: No, this is somebody who was brought in as the savior of Texas basketball. For shame, for shame if, if these allegations in the arrest ring true and really there has to be actual physical evidence for an arrest to take place.
0: Yeah. And even though his attorney says that the the person who, who was involved has been pleading with the police, begging with the police to not file charges You know that that's the same story you get time after time after time with domestic violence. It
1: doesn't matter anymore. Police departments, arrests will be made if there's physical evidence, despite the party not wanting to press charges. It's automatic anymore. Yep. And women are being arrested at a greater rate now because, yes, they do abuse their husbands, kids. The men will will not fight back and will take the punishment and report it and the women are being taken away as well.
0: Now unfortunately, I've got one that kind of follows in the same vein. Co- Coastal Carolina backup quarterback Bryce Carpenter also arrested for assault at a party a woman was refusing his advances. People tried to pull him away from the woman. Now, she made the mistake of going back and re-engaging with him. Why would she do that? But again, did not follow through with the advances, so he slammed her to the ground. I don't care if he's drunk. I don't care. There's no excuse for domestic violence. Nope. And to wrap up the Red Foreman dumbasses, We are explicit. We mark it every week as explicit. Now, this time, we're going to go beyond just saying fuck. Because I think Robert Griffin III needs to be called out. He needs to be held accountable. There is
1: no I don't want to hear that he just mixed up his You do not mix up bugaboo with jigaboo. Yo, there is no mixing that up. He used it deliberately. He needs to be held accountable for using that racial slur.
0: If everybody else is, if everybody else gets held accountable, and again, I don't like the double standard. I don't like when an African-American can get away can with use using use a word these like words. jigaboo or the N-word, and it's okay. No, when it's But everybody else okay. it's off limits for. It should be taken out of the English language. All of the words, the N word, Jigaboo, all Everything. of it. Get rid of all of it, except Porch Monkey, because we're taking that back. <laughs> okay, Randall. Just kidding. It's just a clerk. that needs. To it's go a go clerk's through. joke. It's a clerk's joke because that
1: is a highlight. Check out the weekend edition on Saturday morning, kids.
0: Yep. He's Dave. He's Kev. We will check you out on the weekend edition and next week here on Sports Frenzy.